Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. Thank you, Sheila. Thanks be to God. It's always good to be thankful. Thankful that we're here on this uh, 13th Sunday after Pentecost. Um, lots of wonderful things for you this morning. Um, and we'd like to just enter the service with a song from Godspell. If you remember that uh, wonderful uh, stage show, a musical from years ago. This is a song called All good gifts. We plow the fields and scatter the good seed on the land but it is fed and watered by god's almighty hand god sends the snow in winter the warmth to swell the grain the breezes and the sunshine and soft refreshing rain oh, have we to offer for all your love imparts but that which you desire our humble thankful hearts all good gifts around us are sent from Good morning. All good gifts. Broadway comes to Trinity this morning. Uh, that's one of a few. So thank you for being here this morning. Good to be together. If you're happy to be here, let me hear you say amen. amen. One more time. 
It is good to be together, is it not? It's good to be together, and I, I so appreciate always on Sunday morning just the buzz as you get together and shake hands and come back together in this place. Um, we are blessed to be in the path of the gospel as we are this morning. You can see that the communion table is set. If you're joining us online, we welcome you, and if you want to set up your home communion table, you are welcome to uh, uh, work, uh, share communion with us as well this morning. Everything is printed in your bulletin on this uh, first Sunday in September and Labor Day weekend, and uh, so if it's comfortable now, I would invite you to stand. Gathered in God's house, we worship in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our gathering hymn, Here I Am, Lord. Thank you. 
We continue with our first prayer of the morning, Kyrie eleison. We sing together, Lord have mercy. hymn of praise this morning was written by Herb Brokering, and it's a celebration of creation and labor.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. We give you thanks and praise, Lord God, for the privilege of worshiping and laboring side by side to your glory. Give us a renewed appreciation for the life that you have given, the blessings that you have bestowed on us, and the service provided for us by neighbors far and near. May our worship in our lives be pleasing to you, and at the end of the hour, fed and forgiven, may we go forth to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world. Amen and amen. Please be seated. Good morning, Trinity. And good day to you online, wherever you may be. The lesson today is from for the 13th Sunday after Pentecost. The gospel lesson from the ninth chapter of Matthews. Then Jesus went about the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out the laborers into his harvest. The word of the Lord. So we have a song about work labor, and um, you're welcome to sing along on verses one and three. Um, Just uh, follow along as best you can. All our work and all our being. Strength, Lord, to accomplish 
what you set our hands to do, that by serving those around us, we return the gift to you. Thank you, Carl and Ron and Sheila. Uh, Carl with the music to that one as well. Thank you. At the end of the sermon, you're going to stay put right where you're at. Stay in the spirit. And uh, we're going to have another piece of uh, special music. Now, I'd like to start exactly where we should start, with Jesus. So let's start with the words of Jesus. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The words of Jesus. Three measures. Now, I know that we have some amazing bakers in our congregation, but have any of you ever started baking with three measures of flour? Three measures, that would be 60 pounds. And for a little sermon illustration, I brought this up this morning because that's 25 pounds of flour, 60 pounds. And Jesus says, just a little yeast will allow the bread to rise. And just a little leaven, that's you folks, and the kingdom of God will flourish in the world. I'm so happy to be here this morning. So happy to be here with you. Felicia and I were in Chicago last week for an ELCA conference, uh, 800 uh, people there from all over the world, but it's better to be here. <laughs> it's much better to be here with you, and we should never take for granted what we have, and that is the freedom to worship and the privilege of sharing the journey together as we are this morning. Now, I'd like to begin this morning by giving a shout-out to my friend, my colleague, co-conspirator, artist, and visionary dreamer, Pastor Daniel Erlander. I consider it a profound privilege to have shared the journey with Pastor Dan. And uh, here you see a photo of us at an ordination service. Uh, Dan was a treasured member of our Trinity Lutheran Church staff for the better part of a decade. And all of us, we all had so much fun with Dan. He was fun to have around. He taught, he preached, he laughed, he loved. Right here with us, he shared grace with us, and we were graced by his presence. Grace and humor were his trademarks. There we are. Pastor Dan, uh, he would say that he was an internationally known speaker, and then he would add that he once taught in Canada. <laughs> he was too humble. In the end, he left a remarkable legacy. He was beloved across the country for his grace-filled writings and playful, thought-provoking, and spot-on illustrations. You see the illustration of communion here. This is the way that the church should look. Everyone welcome, everyone equal, everyone gathered around that table. Pastor Dan died last Sunday morning after years of declining health, 
And we give thanks for the time that we had to share with Pastor Dan and, and Karin Erlander. Uh, we join a larger church and Karin and her family in grieving this loss. Now, if Dan were here this morning, as he was for a decade with me, he'd be sitting right there and I'd be up here talking and he'd be doodling because he never stopped doodling. But about this time, he would say, enough about me, get back to Jesus. And so we'll do just that. In the 13th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus was moving through ancient Palestine with a small entourage of faithful and somewhat clueless disciples. Jesus, we are told, was preaching. What exactly was he preaching? Good news, the text says, good news. Good news, poor, oppressed, hungry, sick, and dying people like us need to hear good news, do we not? Good news, it gives us hope. Good news helps us to overcome the dark periods of daily life and family life that are a part of every human journey. The text says that the people are harassed and helpless. Now, I know enough about all of you to know that there are times when you feel harassed and helpless. In fact, I'm quite sure that there are some here this morning who would describe themselves as harassed and helpless. And if that's the case for you this morning, please know that you're in good company because we've all been there before. Jesus preached good news. You are loved. You are forgiven. You are never alone. Good news. He also healed the sick, touched lepers, offered a word of hope and a new beginning to broken, known sinners. He had compassion for every member of the human family. But 2,000 years ago, just as today, there was no shortage of people who were suffering. People of all classes, all races, they suffered. The rich, the poor, the young, the old, saints and sinners the suffering was, might we say, pandemic. Yes, there's nothing new under the sun. There is no cure for being human. 2,000 years ago, there was no shortage of human need, but there was another kind of shortage. Jesus said in our text that the laborers were few. There were not enough laborers to go around. And so in this sermon on Labor Day weekend, we're going to be looking at labor shortages and supply chain issues. <laughs> and you know that the two are intimately connected. This past week, I was visiting with a woman who needed some major HVAC work done at her house, but everything was moving slowly. There were, she was told, supply chain issues. A chain is about connections, is it not? A single link of, of a chain is not a chain at all. It's a single link. A chain of lakes is not one lake, is it? A chain of events is not an isolated event. No, it's a connection of events. So it is with the supply chain. One link is not a chain any more than this is a pig. It's simply one link. Glad to see you're paying attention. <laughs> now,
Now, a chain, as you know, can be used for many things. Chains are very strong. And yet we know that chains are always also vulnerable. Each and every link is critical. Consequently, each and every link has the potential for disaster, the potential for destroying the chain. The supply chain mostly works, but it is dependent on each link to remain strong. Farmers, any farmers here? Anybody ever farmed in your life? Raise your hand, go ahead. Not many of you. Farmers farm, right? They plant crops, seeds that they purchased from a seed distributor. The crops then need rain or irrigation. This part of the link is not negotiable. This summer, the farmers of the Southwest can attest to that truth. Now, if the crops get water and they grow, there's still work to be done, is there not? Yes, the bounty needs to be harvested. And often that part of the link is dependent upon migrant workers or immigrants. And without them, the crops rot in the field. Hooray! The crop has been harvested, but now it must move from farm to market. Nothing that happened before will matter if there are no truck drivers to deliver the goods. Supply chain, containers, shipping, longshoremen and longshorewomen, wholesalers, retailers, grocery workers, restaurant workers, they all play a critical part, and nothing moves without oil, does it? If any link in the chain is broken, then the food is wasted. Products do not arrive at the stores and in your refrigerators. Homes cannot be built. Cars cannot be repaired. And customers are told that there are supply chain issues. I talked with a woman this week who said that her best friend in life was now the Amazon delivery man. Not a day goes by, she said, that I don't see him. The supply chain is critical, and occasionally it is fragile. How many of you, by show of hands, would say that your life was affected in some way in the past three years by supply chain issues? Oh, all of you. Not all farmers, but all on there, here. So if we're honest, yes, from the toilet paper shortage, you remember that, to now the inflationary prices that we all live with, we've all been affected by a disrupted supply chain. I find it somewhat strange that it took a pandemic that shut down the country to remind us how really interconnected we are with one another. A pandemic that drove us to lonely isolation has reminded us that we cannot live in isolation. In fact, we cannot survive on our own. Now, there are many causes of the breakdown of the supply chain, but what's foremost among them? The labor shortage. On this Labor Day weekend, we can say with certainty that we have all felt the effects of the labor shortage. The labor shortage brought uncertainty to the ferry schedule, did it not? And to airline travel, if you've traveled by airline. Island restaurants are closed, or they've greatly reduced their hours. Just try to dine out on a Tuesday night on South Woodby Island, and I'll say good luck. The labor shortage continues. 
Every week as you drive around as the island here, you see businesses that are looking for laborers. Help wanted, hiring, everyone is looking for workers. Even as wages have risen, employers have struggled to find laborers. Jesus. Jesus was teaching, feeding the hungry, healing the sick. The need was so great. But what did he say? The need is so great, but the laborers, there are so few. Nothing new under the sun. Labor Day reminds us of the interconnectedness of society, of nations, of families, and churches. We need each other. Amen? Amen. Everyone has a part to play. Now, in this capitalistic society that we live in, we tend to judge the importance of one's labor by the size of their paycheck. But I have to tell you that a ferry worker affects my life much more than whatever Russell Wilson is doing out there this afternoon. (laughs) And our preschool teachers have a higher calling than social media influencers or the Dancing with the Stars stars. Supply chain. Without laborers, the supply chain breaks down and we are all in trouble. I got to tell you personally, you probably knew this already, I've been around a long time, but I'm mostly worthless. Honestly, I, I can't fix anything. I cannot heal the sick. I cannot sing a love song. I cannot fix my computer or my phone or my roof. I come from farmers, but I'm not a farmer. And I got to tell you, alone on a desert island, I'm dead in a week, max, unless some of you are with me. In fact, all of my life I've been eating from trees that I did not plant and going to schools that I did not build and flying in airplanes that many of you built. Labor Day is about appreciating the labors of all and recognizing the value of every member of the human supply chain. This quote from Martin Luther King Jr. All labor that uplifts humanity has dignity and importance and should be undertaken with painstaking excellence. All labor, what does that mean? It means all, all labor. The one who mows the church lawn is doing his part for the supply chain. The bank teller and the grocery clerk are doing their part. And if the garbage man does not show up, I notice right away And if that septic tank is not pumped, I would be in deep trouble. (laughs) Okay, two points here to close. You're always happy when the preacher says to close. Two points. All labor is of value, and all people are of value. It's time that we start a revolution. Let's start a, a revolution of thanksgiving showing greater appreciation to those who help us each and every day. Say please and say thank you to everyone who serves you by laboring on your behalf. I was at the hospital making a visit in Seattle. I was dressed in black, because oftentimes that opens doors for me. Dressed in black, have my collar on. The staff tends to not give you that hard time then. After the visit, I went to use the bathroom before that long drive back to the ferry, and there was a man in the men's room, and he was cleaning, and he assumed I was a Catholic priest, and so he engaged me in conversation. 
And he said, I've been cleaning the bathrooms here for 12 years, two more years, and I can retire. I thanked him for his good work. Important work, right? All labor is of value. And point two, your labor might seem insignificant, but it is important. A few weeks ago before a funeral, one of our members walked into the office early in the morning. I greeted her. She said she'd be praying for me during the funeral in the afternoon. She said, I came by to drop these off. I just made cookies. And I said, just made cookies? What do you mean you just made cookies? You mean that you made a plan? And then you made a shopping list? And then you got in your car and drove to the store? And then you measured and you mixed. You baked the cookies and put them on a platter. You cleaned your kitchen. And then you got in your car and you came down and delivered those cookies here this morning. You sacrificed your precious time for a funeral reception? Just cookies? No. It's much more than that. Just cookies, just cards, just prayer, just singing in the choir, just going to recycle, just loving little children. 20 years ago, an old man came to Trinity Lutheran Church. He was in his 90s. Some of you may remember him. His name is Claude Croft. He was one of the early employees at United Parcel Service, a company that was founded in Seattle. He had been active all of his life, an avid golfer and traveler, but now his wife was gone. He lived alone, and he was old, and his world had become much smaller. And his circle of influence was seemingly inconsequential. But you know what he did? Each week, he would call the church office. He would call the church office and get the name and the phone numbers of everyone who was having a birthday that week. And then he would call them up in the morning on their birthday and sing happy birthday to them. If he knew them or not. What was it? It was a part of his, the supply chain. His labor was an important part of the whole. The labors are few. 60 pounds of flour that is mysteriously energized by just a little leaven. You are the leaven, my friends. A little leaven, a little bit of kindness and courtesy can change lives. What you do matters. You are a part of the human family. You are a part of the supply chain. You are a critical link in this congregation, but also in this community and in the world. You are a precious part of God's creation. You are part of the circle of life. The day we arrive on the planet, blinking step into the sun, there's more to be seen than can ever be seen. More to do than can ever be done Some say eat or be eaten Some say live and let live But all are agreed as they join the stampede You should never take more than you give In the circle of life It's the wheel of fortune of faith. It's 
strand of hope till we find our place on the path unwinding in the circle, the circle of life. Some of us fall by the wayside. Some of us soar to the stars And some of us sail through our troubles And some have to live with the scars There's far too much to take in here More to find than can ever be found But the sun rolling high through the sapphire sky Keeps great and small on the endless round circle of life it's the wheel of fortune it's the leap of faith it's the band of a hope till we find our place on the path stand as we lift our hearts to God in prayer. Each petition will end, we pray, and then there'll be a response which will be projected for you. Orion's going to lead us in the prayers. Let us pray. Generous God, as workers in the vineyard, we gather before you to pray for the church, the world, and all in need. On this weekend, we pray for all who shoulder the tasks of human labor, in the marketplace, in factories and offices, in the professions and in family living. Watch over these, your servants, bearing the tools of their trade, offering the work of their hands, minds, and hearts. Help them to be joyful in their labor, and to strive always to work for a more just and peace-filled world. We pray. God and Creator, bless the work of our hands and hearts. You instructed us to put the needs of the poor and vulnerable first. We pray for those who are unemployed, underemployed, for those who struggle to balance their job demands with the needs of family, and for a change of heart for employers and corporations who take advantage of workers 
who are poor and needy, whether the worker is resident or immigrant. May they harm none and create work for the sake of the common good. We pray. Gracious God, we thank you for the work and witness of your servant, Felicia, who has enriched this community and brought gladness to friends and family, especially hundreds of children. Bless her at this time of transition. Day by day, guide her and give her and all who are retiring joy. Friends to cheer their way and a clear vision of that to which you are now calling them. We pray. Also, we pray for people as they work to resolve the nuclear plant crisis in Ukraine, assist those in communities around the world affected by drought, devastating floods, and other extreme weather situations. Create true long-term solutions for the homeless community. Comfort those who grieve. We pray. Into your hands we place all of our prayers, spoken and unspoken, trusting in your mercy. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you. you. Please share a sign of peace and greeting with one another. It's peace, all right. Thank you for sharing. After the service, take that good energy over into the gym or out in the courtyard. We have coffee, we have cookies, we have cake today, so come in and uh, take part in all that. Uh, First week of September, that means next week is rally day. Eight o'clock service is normal for you, no adjustment to your schedule. Uh, So the service will be at 8 and 10.30 as we go into the fall, uh, with Sunday school at 10.30, adult forum at 9.15. So a lot going on there. Next Sunday, rally day at 11.30, we're going to have a catered uh, kind of barbecue lunch uh, they'll be served in the gym or the courtyard. Uh, that'll be at 1130 uh, after the late service. So you can come back for that if you come to the early service. Uh, you're welcome to come back uh, for that as well. Uh, note very carefully everything that's printed in your bulletin because there's a lot going on. We also have brochures out there uh, in the gym and in the narthex. It will tell you a lot about what's going on in the fall program. We're re-energizing, get everything going again. Uh, Deacon Amy, come on up. Morning. So along those lines, there's also this flyer out on the table with all of our uh, children, youth, and family events coming up. Lots of good things starting up again this fall. Uh, As Pastor Jim noted, um, adult education starts up next Sunday, so that's at 915 Fireside Room between services. Next Sunday, our new adult ed team will be discussing the program for the year. So if you have questions, if you have ideas, if you have suggestions, they would love to talk with you next Sunday morning. And then the following Sunday, the 18th, begins their program year for all the wonderful things that they have coming up. So um, do plug into that and see what's going on. And then, again, take a look at all the wonderful things coming up. And let me know if you see anything interesting and exciting that you might want to help with. I would love to chat with you. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Deacon Amy. I'm going to call on our church council president now, Jan Wright. Come on up, Jan. Jan's become, the uh, in her role, the MC of retirements this year, it seems, yes. Thank you. 
I'm a little shorter than him. <laughs> so anyone who knows Felicia Lindis is well aware that she does not like to be put in the spotlight. However, I hope she will forgive us this morning because on behalf of a grateful congregation, we want to celebrate this humble servant as she retires. Felicia arrived on Whidbey Island in 1989 with Trinity Lutheran Church's newly appointed pastor, Jim Lindis, along with their two small daughters and a degree in early childhood development. Looking for just the right setup for her family, Felicia enrolled her three-year-old, their three-year-old in the preschool at St. Augustine's Episcopal Church. After their third daughter was born, Felicia began to do some preschool substituting. And in 1997, she became a full-time preschool teacher. 11 years later, in 2008, St. Augustine's began a major remodeling project and planned to displace the preschool to their basement. At that point, with Felicia as a key change agent, the preschool moved to TLC. By 2011, Joan Johnson, founder of the preschool, asked Felicia to take over the role as preschool director. While Joan remained as lead teacher, the two of them worked together until Joan retired. Felicia said she instituted few changes in her early years as director until the pandemic came in 2020. Then, she says, everything changed. Preschool needed outside space to accommodate their needs. Few people know the extent of Felicia's meticulous efforts to learn about COVID and safety protocols to protect her precious preschoolers and ease the worries of their parents and her staff. The mostly outdoor preschool persevered through wind, rain, freezing temperatures, and in spite of challenges like pesky raccoons. Fittingly, one of Felicia's favorite stories to read to children is the little old lady who wasn't afraid of anything. <laughs> the impressive wall of photos displayed at the west entrance to our Sunday school wing shows every child who ever went to the preschool program. We now enroll many children whose parents graduated from this preschool. Some are nieces, nephews, and grandchildren of those early preschoolers. Felicia told me, we are the unicorn of Whidbey Island in terms of structure. No other area preschool has that level of generational re-enrollment. Did you ever think of our preschool as a unicorn? Magical. To add a little perspective on Felicia, besides teaching at the preschool, being a mother of three girls and a pastor's wife, she also taught Sunday school, did a stint as the Sunday school superintendent, coordinated the nursery, facilitated a young mother's group, hosted youth events, and even cleaned the church facilities. And now, as a grandmother of five grandbabies who call her Gigi, she takes a well-earned retirement from over 26 years of service to our preschool, its children, its parents, and its staff and we stop to appreciate this woman for her dedication to our community. We're about to see a video that I think will give you a little bit more of the essence of her work. Mm -hmm. 
inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All you need is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless the seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down. Pulling weeds and picking stones, we are made of dreams and bones. Need a place to call my own, for the time is near at hand. Grain for grain, sun and rain, find my way in nature's chain. Tune my body and my brain to the music of the land. Inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All you need is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below Till the rain comes tumbling down Plant your rows straight and long Temper them with prayer and song Mother Earth will make you strong If you give her love and care Old crow watching hungrily From his perch in yonder tree in my garden, I'm as free as that feathered thief up there. Inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless the seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below Till the rain comes tumbling down I know she's a little embarrassed, but we love you. On behalf of the church, 
we have a certificate for you, Felicia, and it says, Felicia Lindis, we hereby recognize and honor your retirement from over 26 years as preschool teacher and director. We are grateful for your devotion to the children, their families, and our community. We value and appreciate the generous gifts of your talents, energies, and dedication. With gratitude, Trinity Lutheran Church Council, Freeland, Washington, September 4, 2022. Thank you, Felicia. She wouldn't come up, Jan. She wouldn't come up. <laughs> Thank you. You can see uh, Felicia's here. You can see her after the service uh, as well. Um, okay, one more little video, very short, about what's coming up right after Rally Day. Born and Greenfields. Once there were Greenfields, kissed by the sun. I can hear America singing, I can hear an American song, from the valley to the mountain high, I can hear them sing, I can hear them ring, I can hear an American song. There's four are going to be right here in our sanctuary on Friday, the 16th of September. Now, it's a private concert, which means it's not advertised in the community. It's not open to the community. It's open to all of you because you're here this morning. And there are going to be there are tickets in the gym. The tickets are free or two for free. Um, <laughs> however, it is for our congregation. It's a gift to our congregation. So... Um, you can go in and see our ticket givers. They're all numbered. We, can, we have to control the crowd. Uh, if we have 400 people with walkers waiting to get in, uh, we're, as a joke, Carl. Um, <laughs> now, we, we have to control the crowd, so, so the t tickets are all numbered. You get a ticket. Your spouse gets a ticket. Your cousins in Seattle don't get a ticket. Your cousins in Langley don't get a ticket. But you're here this morning. You can go in and get tickets uh, this morning, and there's plenty for all of you, so don't worry about that. No stampede. Don't leave yet. Anyway, <laughs> it's 6.30 on uh, Friday, September 16th, 16th, and we're so excited. Thank you, Carl. Thank you to you That's and your brothers. Looking forward to it. A word about Holy Communion today. Uh, all are welcome. All are welcome always. Doesn't matter if you've never been with us before, never worshiped for the Lutherans before, you are welcome because there's only one host. We just work here. Jesus invites you to come. You'll come down the center aisle, put your hand out to receive the host, the body of Christ, hold on to it momentarily, then you can dip it and tink it into the chalice of your choice. The first chalice of wine, the second chalice of grape juice. We also have gluten-free if that is your preference. Now as you move to the table, I would invite you to stand. We gather now at a table that welcomed our parents and grandparents, a table that will welcome Christians of a variety of colors, lands, and denominations this day. And as we do so then, we remember Thursday night in an upper room in Jerusalem. It was Holy Week. It was the night in which he was betrayed. And on that night, our Lord Jesus took the bread and gave thanks. 
He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks. He gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. As often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, Jesus Christ has promised to be present with us. In the confidence of that promise, we pray together as he taught us to pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, gifts of God, for the people of God, all are welcome. Please come. You may be seated. Take my intellect and 
see your brother standing by the road with a heavy load from the seeds he's sowed. And if you see your sister falling by the way, just stop and say, you're going the wrong way. You got to try a little kindness. Yes, show a little kindness. Just shine your light for everyone to see. And if you try a little kindness, then you'll overlook the blindness of the narrow minded people on their narrow minded street. Don't you walk around the down and out Lend a helping hand instead of doubt And the kindness that you show every day Will help someone along life's way You've got to try a little kindness Yes, show a little kindness just shine your light for everyone to see. And if you try a little kindness, then you'll overlook the blindness of the narrow-minded people on their narrow-minded streets. You've got to try a little kindness. Yes, show a little kindness. Just shine your light for everyone to see. And if you try a little kindness, then you'll overlook the blindness of the narrow-minded people on their narrow-minded streets. Of the narrow-minded people on their narrow-minded comfortable, I invite you to stand. Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you now and always in God's grace. Amen. Fed and forgiven. Fed, forgiven, called. Called to places where only you can go this week. Go out there and be the hands and feet of Christ in the world. And as you go, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In our sending hymn, let love go forward. Love is a candle that lights up the night. Love is a star that we follow to daylight. Love is a lighthouse that leads us safely home. The surest light we'll ever know. Let love go forward from this time.
Yeah.